everyone. Welcome to the Fit CFO Show. I'm Amanda Hanquist, and together with my husband, Sean, we wanted to create this podcast so that our audience could learn from some of the industry's best fitness professionals and to also give online entrepreneurs a place to learn financial success. We have years of experience in the fitness industry and specialize in finance, and together we hope to bring you the best of both worlds. We'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of chatting with the amazing online nutrition coach, Caddy Lee. She is a former track star turned bodybuilding competitor. She has her degree in health science and has created an amazing and successful health coaching business at Caddy Lee Fitness. Let's welcome her to the show. Well, last week was Women in Business Day, so happy belated <laughs> Women in Business Day to you. Thank you. Okay. You too, I'm sure. Yes, thank you. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get into it. So you stood out to me because of your post that you wrote about wanting to achieve performance goals, but yet aesthetic goals. Mm-hmm. I love that because hello, I think that's what we all yeah. want, right? Uh, but I love your take on working out for the intent of a performance goal and then the physique will follow. Um you know, and stop training for what you want your body to look like. Can you elaborate on what I guess compelled this post or guess, um, go into, uh, elaborating really on what you meant by this? Yeah. So (laughs) my background started in sports, right? I was the athlete that did all things growing up and in high school, it was most athletic. I went to college to actually run track and field and at my university, I was tabbed student athlete of the year. So imagine all those years I spent, you know, being honored as an athlete. And every time I worked out was for, I want to be better at my sport, right? I want to, yeah. it was never about, oh, I want to look a certain way, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just my body transformed to the effort I was putting into the sport. And then somewhere along the line, right? I got into bodybuilding uh, after I finished college because I was like, ooh, I need something else to do. And I always wanted I to do like it. You have that competitive spirit and Absolutely. it was hard to just go to like nothing after college. Absolutely. And it's very hard as somebody that's been coached their entire life to just have yeah. that stripped away. And at first I was like, Ooh, this is cool. I get to do whatever workouts I want to do. But then it was like three months later, I couldn't, I was like, what am I even doing? Like, why am I working out? Yeah. I honestly thought, why am I working out? And I was like, of uh, course to be healthy, but I was like, I'm an athlete. I'm better than that. Like I can do like, more than that. You don't have this specific track and field goal. So right. what the heck? Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, and then I was bartending while I was in school for my second degree and a competitor came in that was also coaching people. And I was like, you know what? I feel like this just fell into my lap. I need yeah. to do bodybuilding. So got into bodybuilding and I did that the last four years. So basically from 2016 was the first show I ever did until 2020. I was doing a show every year, or if I wasn't doing a show that year, I was prepping, right. Right. Something for that show. Mm -hmm. Um, so somewhere along the way, when I got into bodybuilding, it stopped being about being an athlete, even though deep down, I, I still wanted to, um, run fast. I want to be able to bike. I want to be able to play my volleyball. Cause I play competitive volleyball too. Funny thing that happened is all the sports and all the athleticism I was going for stopped happening. Yeah. I didn't have energy to go on long runs. Right. I didn't have 
energy to play in my league sport. So your like, love and vitality kind of shifted a little bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause bodybuilding took up everything. It was like going to the gym, mm-hmm. um, sometimes twice a day. It was, you know, only doing cardio for the fact of like burning or, you know, targeting my hamstrings, whatever. So for four years, my whole like view of myself started focusing a lot more on my body and what it looked like. And honestly, you until I saw my so self-consumed in that to where I don't know what happens, but at some point you see yourself from the outside looking in and you're kind of like, what the heck? Oh, absolutely. And I had other people, like, I will never forget my sister, you know, asking me, she's like, why do you keep doing this? You know, why, why do you keep wanting to like push your body this way? Yeah. And I was so mad when she said that to me, cause I was in that state of like, you don't understand. I'm you had the goggles on. Yeah. I was like, I'm wired differently. Yeah. which I still believe I am, right. but I was losing sight. Well, you just what... have, you have that competitive spirit, which not mm-hmm. everybody has. It's kind of a unicorn trait in my opinion. And that Absolutely. doesn't, that doesn't go away. Yeah. And then, well, you think about it in athletics too. Like I was being congratulated all the time. Like mm-hmm. I went from having my most, like I broke a school record my senior year. I went from being at the top of my athleticism to being like, ever awarded with so many things like highlight of my life to, well, now what am I getting recognized for? So then it went to competing. And then as soon as you start posting that you do that, you start sharing, you know, your journey, like everyone's writing on your physique. They're like, Oh my God, you look so great. Like what are you doing? How do you do that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. But you also like, I was getting rewarded in a sense for that, even though I wasn't winning every show, like I was still placing like in local shows, I'd be placing top three. Um, but you know, I wasn't really winning hu- like huge things. It was just yeah. people saw my determination. They saw what my body looked like. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Like your goals, whatever. So the whole reflection of that post really came about, honestly, at the end of 2020, when I said, I'm never competing again, um, started having really prevalent health issues that I couldn't ignore. Um, lost Specifically like with your thyroid too, right? Yeah. From what I saw. I was, yeah, I was tracking my thyroid. So luckily I actually had really good coaches. Like mm-hmm. the last coach I had was probably my best and he really tracked my health for me. So he uh, made me pay attention to things like that. So as soon as I stepped off the stage in March of 2020, um, we were getting labs. I feel like every maybe three to four months and we were tracking yeah. my thyroid Cause I still hadn't had a period yet <clears throat> and it's been a year. So that was like the biggest, I started just seeing that happen. And it was like, no matter how well I did my reverse, I was gaining weight and there was so quick. nothing yeah. I could do about it. And that like, if you've and going ever- from your, like, like you said, top physique, top athleticism, right. then competitor on stage. And, right. if, and if you guys follow me, you know, I'm a competitor as well, that you literally are a lean bean and you're feeling amazing. <laughs> and it's a light switch. Yeah. Complete light and switch. when you have like internal health issues, like dealing with the thyroid issues I was having, mm-hmm. um, gut issues too. I won't go into that. Cause that can kind of get kind of gross, but you know, all <laughs> these different things started popping yeah. up and I lost myself. Like yeah. I lost myself. I was always seen as this fit person. Right. Mm-hmm. And here now, like I had this booming online coaching business where I'm helping women and I'm trying to show up online and I don't even feel like myself. Like I, this isn't even my identity anymore. Yeah. Um, 
that was when I had to go back to why I originally started being an athlete in the first place, right? It's just see what my body can do. How can I be the best at whatever I'm trying to do? And that's going back to performance, right? Like I had to stop going into the gym and looking to see like bicep veins or like the squiggly shoulder vein. Like, Ooh, we loved that. Right. Like that was so great to see. And that kept you going in your workouts. But when you stop seeing your body unfold each time you go to the gym, it's like, well, what do I hold on to now? So then I had to, Oh my God, sister, you're giving, you're giving me goosebumps. You are. I mean, I, I hope that a lot of uh, younger women, because you're quite a few years younger than me, but I love to learn from people younger than me, people older than me, the same age. Um, it's so important that we get uh, we get this to be heard. There's so many women that are, um, and men as well, but I think it's more prevalent in women that we we tie our worth, we tie our identity to a certain thing for you it for a while it was performance and athletics and then it became um you know now I'm not an athlete anymore so now I need to per- portray this perfect image of my physique and and that's right. no matter what I try to do it's not working and then I saw one of your highlight reels isn't it funny that it's called a highlight reel <laughs> about my your highlight thigh- reel is right. my health issue <laughs> Right. About, uh, about your thyroid. And I could see the emotion, um, and how you were feeling in that moment. And it was what, 42 weeks ago or or something like that, Mm -hmm. but I could just see that emotion and, um, and yeah, how you were just trying to figure it out. And so what have you been able to do since then? And I guess figuring out who you are and changing what you tied your worth to. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I think it, I had to shift back into, I'm working out because I want to feel better, right? Like I want to be able to like deadlift and you yeah. know do sumo. I want to do conventional. Like I want to just start focusing on how my body is moving in this and not so much like what my body looks like. And that was really hard at first, but that yeah. honestly was the thing that helped me get over the slump that I was in. Um, also going back to being really competitive volleyball. I got to play again, right? Yeah. Yeah. We get older and you we had energy playing. Yeah. I had energy, but also I got into just like playing again, right? Like when we're kids, we don't, we're not playing freaking t-ball and thinking about like, oh my gosh, like, can anybody see my cellulite here? Like we're not thinking about our our body at all. We're thinking about like, okay, this place come in. Like, yeah, like I got to get ready for this because I got to make sure I pass this right. Or like whatever. And I was like, damn, I need to get back to that. So that was like the one thing that helped me the most is like, honestly, going back to being a kid and not worrying about what my body looks like. But to answer your question about like diving into the thyroid and the issues I was experiencing, that was really, really hard because I was going to my doctor, right? OSU. Um, and I was presenting with them, like all the symptoms I was experiencing. I was, you know what it's like to run a business, like Mm -hmm. very stressful and you have to be present and on point, right? Especially working with clients. Like you got to be on point. You got to be energetic. And yeah. it was like fall of 2020. And yes, seasonal depression is real, right? You can definitely feel that. Don't you? But, hate, and I, I feel like I know where you're going with this. They're trying to blame it on something else. Right. And you're like, mm-hmm. I know something is not right with my body. Um, yeah. I, so I went to my doctor, you know, telling them like what I've been experiencing. I was like, I just don't have energy. Like this isn't me. Like I got brain fog. I was like, I've gained, you know, 40 pounds in six months. Like, and I'm not like, you know how it is when we're tracking with our food, like we're meticulous. And I was being meticulous tracking. I was like, I'm eating 
maybe 2,100 calories. I was like, that's not a surplus for me. That should still not be. But all those things like was pointing to, Hey, we, we have an issue, right? Like she's experiencing all these things. And the guy I went to, he was the sports medicine. So I was really thankful for him because he referred me to get an ultrasound of my thyroid. He's like, your symptoms sound like, you know, there could be something with your thyroid. Let's check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So they did ultrasound of it and they found there was one side was slightly bigger than the other of my thyroid. And there were some nodules. And I was like, Whoa, we finally have an answer, right? There's something going on. So he referred me to endocrinology and that's where I was gaslighted for maybe the third or fourth time in my life with medical professionals. Mm -hmm. They made me feel so little and like everything I was experiencing was in my head. And if I felt like I was gaining weight, I need to probably cut my food down. Literally was told those things. And I was like, do you guys understand why I have like what I'm dealing with right now? Like whether you believe I have a thyroid issue or not, like I competed for four years being in a deficit probably more than four years. Right. Cause yeah. being an athlete, I wasn't tracking macros when I was in right. college, but you bet I was overtraining. Right. So like, that is why I'm presenting this way. So how dare you tell me to like cut my food when that's the reason I'm in this situation in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to pull my thyroid labs again. Cause this was a couple months later too, of tracking it. And I was like, you know what, you're going to pull it. I want you to pull it. You know, I'm coming to you. Please listen to me. So they pulled my lab values and what do you know, they, I'm in a normal range, send it back. No other consultation, close book done, but I was not done. Cause I knew, like, I know there's something wrong with me. Right. So I sought out functional medicine because like if Western medicine isn't going to hear me out and I have to fight to get labs done, if I have to fight for like explaining what I'm well, and I think one thing that people need to understand is a traditional or clinical medical medical professional, they're looking at normal values. They're not right. looking at optimal lifestyle values. And so that's when, um, I like that you're bringing this up. You would want to seek a functional medical facility because they're going to look at your, your labs and how you're, they're going to listen to you and they mm-hmm. want to know, are you feeling optimally regardless of what the numbers are saying? Right. And whatever labs you're getting this from, see, see like endocrinology is like those labs are determined based off the people that come into that facility, whether they're super sick comorbidities or not, your numbers included in that. So yeah, it could be normal, but that might not be normal for you, especially if you're somebody that is right. Like trying to be super active in their life, like being the most functional, like that, that didn't suit me. So, uh, definitely reached out with functional medicine. I worked with revitalized here in Columbus, Ohio, and it was just all telecommunications. And I think that was a good stepping stone to where I'm at now, because that whole time we were just ordering more labs and we got more in-depth labs. So instead of just doing thyroid, we did the Dutch test, which told me more about what was going on. That was, oh, like you actually have zero progesterone. You're actually almost postmenopausal with the rate of your progesterone hormones. So we started, you know, doing traceberry to improve that. Thank God you, you listened to your intuition. I just talked about this, um, on another episode about our intuition and you, you were your advocate. Um, I think so many people stop there. Um, and then they just have this internal sense that I guess this is just the way that it's going to have to be, Mm -hmm. but you knew that you needed to look into this further and you took it upon yourself to take that one more step. And thank God you did. Yeah. I'm so I'm so, and I think it goes along with being educated too, right? Because I've been kind of diving into my own health for quite a while. So when I was just being ignored and I'm like, I know this isn't me, right? I know this isn't how I usually feel. Some people could say, oh, were you just looking for something to be wrong? 
you could spin it that way, but also like if I find nothing, then okay, right? Like mm-hmm. then I know there's nothing, but we were finding things. That's that's the thing is like we were tracking my thyroid, whatever whatever that lab said, that lab said at OSU or not, like we were tracking that I had issues. Yeah. Um, and then the Dutch test was phenomenal because then I finally understood, you know, not only my sex hormones, what was going on there with progesterone, but found out I had cortisol issues and, you know, I had all this cortisol just, which is your stress hormone. Mm -hmm. That was all just sitting around in my body and I wasn't even metabolizing it. Like re-metabolizing it back in basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I had all this available, but I wasn't really using it and wasn't getting rid of it either. So we worked on that a lot more too. And that, you know, how we improve that you might think, Oh, like what medications were you on? And to be honest, like nothing was medication related. We did herbs, we did supplements, and yeah. I actually had to change my training. I came from a track background, right? Like I like doing sprints. I like feeling like yeah, I like run sprint, until you throw up basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I had to restructure that and say, you know what? I know you used to do that and you love that, but that's not good for you right now. We're not and in college I, anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to make that point too, because I will put a lot of content out there like, Hey, you know, don't drink coffee on empty stomach. Like, you know, hit might not be what's best for you. And I say that yeah. because if you are compromised in one area of your health, or if you can't manage your stress, or if you can't manage your sleep, like, yes, that is not going to be good for you. Yeah. Um, but for people who are healthy, and they're doing okay and they're not super stressed out in their lives and they can recover from it. It's great. So I don't want it to be misleading. Like, Oh, like, because that didn't work for me right now. Like, right. Every, I think one thing that I think what you're trying to say is everybody is an individual and Mm -hmm. you have to know what makes you your best. Like for me, I can push my body pretty dang hard. Um, and not everybody can do that. I, I'm fully aware of that. Um, Mm -hmm. but for me, I have to push pretty dang hard to feel really good. Um, if I'm not pushing hard, I don't feel that good. I'm tired. I'm sluggish. And so uh, over the years I have found that out about myself, but not everybody is that way. Some people do a lot better getting more rest. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. And uh, that was me, right? Like that's how I used to train, like going for PRs. Like I was going through a phase where I was trying to hit PRs every single time I lifted. And that in theory is great, right? You should be trying to get stronger each time you work out. But when I have a struggling body, that's Mm -hmm. not able to take the load of what I'm just doing. I had to take more rest days and that. Well, and I think it comes along with environmental stressors too. I mean, you had just come off of competing, which is Mm -hmm. a lot of strain on your body and mind, um, to not only that, but you're dealing with this, completely different body that you've never been in. You're in new skin Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also it's like, uh, what was it? COVID time. Yeah. Quarantine and COVID time. That was a huge stressor. So you're in, you're dealing with these and not to mention trying to sustain a business at that point. And so you're dealing with all of these stressors and your body may need a, a physical break right? If you cannot give it the mental break that you're needing to give it. Oh, it needed it. It needed, yeah. it needed some break. And you know, if you're somebody that is, and I will say it, I was addicted to exercise, right. And yeah. that was ingrained in me from athletics, right. We were able to work out two times a day. Like mm-hmm. we, it was encouraged. So I, right. So I got used to overtraining. So anytime yeah. I worked out, whether I was competing or not, I was still doing, you know, the two workouts a day. Well, and if or, you weren't, you were probably like, Ooh, I'm being lazy. Right. Cause I thought that was my baseline. My baseline yep. is working out that yep. much. 
So definitely had to scale back on my training and had to change the training type and just go with like, Hey, you know, I want you to go into a workout and leave it feeling like, you know what? I think I did. Okay. Maybe could have done more, but that was good for right now. Yep. And that's hard, right? Cause you want to push yourself, but I had to totally scale back. And I don't um, know how you are, but I know for me, it depends on where I'm at in my cycle too, as far as like how hard I can push it. Like towards the end of my cycle, I just don't have as much energy. Oh, yeah. I, I do need to pull back. I do need a little more sleep. Um, and I think it's okay to recognize that too. There's days where you go into the gym and you're just like, I just don't have it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other times you, you know, you push through that, you push through that resistance. You're like superwoman. <laughs> yeah. Other times it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm hearing my body out and today's not the day for a workout and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, through all that stuff, you know, working with functional medicine, we did a lot of testing and after six months, which was just kind of most recently, I think in maybe August was our six months. I kind of had to let them go and start working with a more specialized coach. I don't know if you guys have heard of Lacey Dunn. Um, yeah. but I think she's faith and fit is her idea. Yeah. So I reached out to her about a month ago. It was like, Hey, here's all this information, right? Here's all <laughs> this information. It at you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've been working, you know, for the last year and a half on this, like, here's all I have. Let me know what to do. And yeah. she ordered some more tests. We did cortisol again, and we did a GI map, which I've never done before. Like looking at my stool and dissecting to see yeah. what's in there. Um, Cause I felt like when I came to her, my thyroid labs, I finally got back the best thyroid labs I've ever had. I finally got back, um, my cycles to be symptomless. They were 28 days. Um, I felt like I was feeling pretty good, but there's still yeah. something missing. And right, that was, right. you know, what my stool looked like. Um, yeah. so she ordered this GI map and we just got results back a couple of weeks ago and found out that I have like H pylori. I also have low stomach acid. And I also have dysbiosis. So, you know, what I'm getting to is like the whole time I was fixing some of the outliers, right? Because if your gut's not absorbing and not working to its capacity, yeah, you're not going to have the hormones available. You're going right. to have shortened hormones of your sex hormones. You're going to have well, and then your body's going to continue to like re-metabolize of estrogen. And that's going to make you yeah. be and have really high estrogen symptoms too. Yeah. Well, luckily with the Dutch test, I am going down the right pathway for estrogen. So there's like three different types of estrogen and you want to be metabolizing, metabolizing down the 2OH. So I was doing that. It's just, I wasn't clearing all of it. So technically I was estrogen dominant. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we kind of did a lot of that background work before working with her. And it was like, there was one piece left and we finally figured it out. So like, I feel so happy that like a year and a half later, like I've done the hard work of doing these tests and not really seeing anything show up, but like my body is responding better. Right. Do yeah. I really think my physique looks much different? No, but I've had to truly let that go because it's things not always about how you look. I mean, right. it's, it's so much more about how you feel, how you are to others. Cause as you know, when you don't feel good, it's hard to be confident. Absolutely. Yeah. And but that kind of like, projects on all the other areas too. All this, like, testing and, you know, not giving up and having to work with a new identity. It feels like, yeah. like all this is starting to pay off because we have the bottom line here is like, it could have been gut the entire time. Yeah. And that's why everything else went awry. So now we're at the root issue of it all. And that's so relieving to me. Like you, you can't even express like when you finally figure out like, well, you okay, were feeling well, so defeated at that right. point. And nobody was like my doctors I was going to, they weren't hearing me out. And I was like, 
listen, like, listen to me. I'm not crazy. Right. Like this is what's Mm -hmm. going on. And it's just, you will never like, it's very, very expensive, right. For the tests I've done, the working with the different professionals, like, yes, that is expensive, but I will never regret this time period in my life because I learned so much about not only myself, but the other stuff out there, like thyroid gut, Right. Um, well, and I think like, it's different. Like when you live it and you go through it, that information sticks a lot more and you've learned so much because of having gone through, through it. Absolutely. And to be honest, last year when I was kind of like facing this, you know, I'm afraid to show up right now on yeah. social media because I right. don't look like what everyone thinks I look like that was really defeating, but I decided to be vulnerable and post about what I was struggling with. And that made me just feel so much at ease. Like people knew I was struggling. So being vulnerable and like admitting oh, what you're yeah. going through was they want you to be the real you. Yeah. Cause, yeah. That, cause that's, yeah. then you're relatable. Then other people can say, Oh my gosh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I thought like, Oh, like people aren't going to want to you know, work with me because I don't have the physique that's flashy that everybody wants to work with. Start um, having that imposter syndrome. Right. But in reality, I doubled my business because I learned so much more. So yeah. I became a better coach because I had people come to me that were yep. struggling with similar things or struggling with um, other areas of a stress response. And I was like, I've done this. I've been well, through I this. Think, like, I know what we can do. I think sometimes bodybuilding is cool to watch, but it's, it's unrelatable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you turn into this actual human being that somebody could be like, Okay, cool. Now I want your help. Right. So you have like a bunch of flies on the wall versus people that actually engage and want to know more. Yeah. And, and truthfully, you know, I think when I was really lean, when I kind of started my business, they weren't really the best clients that I got because I was kind of like, like you said, like it was unrealistic, right? Cause yeah. my physique was just unrealistic. And then they weren't happy because they right. don't look like you with a six pack. So it's your fault. Right. And but now magic pill to take. Yeah. <laughs> now people but are now willing. To it's like, I have even better clients, like yeah. the best clients I could ask for. Like I love them all. And that that's because I became vulnerable and I became relatable and honestly learned, learned more to help them. Like that's, I, that. I don't know. I that's it. my, that's my experience. And I'll, I'll write this down right now. I'm never competing again. But I was just going to ask you this. I was going to ask you this. Okay. The classic line that every ex-competitor says is like, yep, I'm done with it. That served a phase in my life. And now I'm done. But that's true. It's really true. I can certainly relate. (laughs) What made you want to become an entrepreneur? I kind of want to switch gears into the business side of things now. I don't think I ever knew that that's like, ooh, this is what I want to do. It sounds so weird. And I, I talked to my boyfriend about this. Cause it's just like, it's just the craziest thing, but I always knew as soon as I got into the fitness space, I was like, I'm going to be somebody. And that sounds so like, Ooh, you think you're the best, but like, no, there was like something within me or I was like, I'm going to be somebody and I'm going to do something different. Yeah. And I don't know how like life takes its course and happens that way, but I was very unfulfilled in in-person training. I was very unfulfilled in seeing clients or seeing patients for physical therapy I felt like I was working other people's dreams and I was also on everybody else's schedule. And I've never been somebody that's on time for anything. Right. (laughs) So I was always late for work. I was late for like patients appointments. And I was like, there's gotta be a reason that I just have a hard time showing up to do these things. Right. And truthfully, I think it's because it wasn't serving me. 
Mm. Now, like I can work every day. I can meet, like I can talk with clients every day. Like I have no issue waking up and going right into my work, but I never really thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I just think my past settled that way because I knew, yeah, I was like, I knew there's something and I'm going to make something because this is me, right? Like this is me. I love it. You have some funny reels, by the way, on Instagram. I love to watch your reels. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some things as an entrepreneur, um, that has helped change your business that you had to learn the hard way? I honestly, the thing that helped me the best was investing in business mentors. I was trying to do it myself for a couple months and I was like, man, there's gotta be a better way. I was like, how are people doing this? How are people doing right. that? Then just and, stumbling upon. <laughs> right. I yeah. would like try to do it. And I was like, I'm wasting so much time trying to figure something out where it might fail, where I can like get a business mentor, start in some courses with them and they can literally lay out a roadmap. Somebody's already done it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can just, you know, do that, do that thing, but it's never easy. Right. It's not like, Oh, like I take a business mentorship and it's like, I got it all figured out now. Like I still don't, I feel like I'm in a a phase right now where I just got, you know, I've hired two, maybe three people this year. And like, that is just something that's so crazy. My first hires were last year. Um, so I feel like you, you, every time you like do something into your business, like it's, it changes and it's like, okay, Now I have these team members. I need to keep perfecting on how I can manage things better for them, how I can show up for them and get things prepared for them, make sure everything just flows well. So there's always like new things you're unraveling. Yeah. Well, and I think, I just think that's, that's entrepreneurship though. Don't you Mm -hmm. like, I mean, once you have it perfected, I mean, you might as well be done because that's just never going to happen. And things are always going to be changing and evolving. I mean, the one thing constant is change. And so I love that you brought that up because you have to be willing to, um, you know, accept that change and try different things because who knows, maybe it's not going to be the best thing ever, but maybe it could be. Absolutely. I have had, I think I launched a program in May and it was just to like, you know, get more attention or whatever. It was going to be the same thing as my normal coaching, but it was so unsuccessful. Like had two people sign up and they both like, I think it was maybe a two month like program. And by like the last check-in, like they ghosted me. Yeah. So I still haven't heard from those two people, but I'm like, I was talking to my team about it. I was like, Honestly, guys, I'm sorry, but that program was a fail. And okay, I learned now. Like, yeah, I love trying to be cute with that. (laughs) I love that you brought that up because I think, because I've had that, I've had that same experience. Um, (laughs) But I think it's important to bring that up because not everything is a win all the time. Like, some things aren't going to work out, but. I don't like to look at anything as like a total failure. Like you probably learned a lot of things from it that you would do differently (laughs) next time. Oh, absolutely. I think just the marketing, how I did that. I'm like, "Mm, I'm not going to do that next time, but it was, it was a fail Yeah, and 100%, but did learn something from it, but that just happened this year. Right. It's like, there's still things that are just really sucky and you learn from them. You're like, okay, this is how we're going to pivot next time. But 100%. I never thought I would be an entrepreneur. Sometimes it's so like hard to swallow that word and like say it like that's what I yeah, am. Right. But yeah, I, I love it. And for some odd reason, like this fits me and everyone else, like, you know, I talked to, they're like, this is so fitting for you. Like this is, this is what you are like everything. I'm like, Hmm, never really thought about that. But being an athlete too, like, have you ever been team captain? Like, yeah, I still kind of like have always had this type of like, I want to tell, you know, not tell people what to do, but like, I want to be in charge. I want to lead them. Yeah. 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 I love it. What are some of your favorite resources as an entrepreneur? 
Yes. So the one that the business mentorship that I did was IFCA. So it's by Aaron and Jordan Duggar. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I needed that. I needed that 100%. So I started out with their like small course where it's kind of like you have all the modules and you go at your own pace. And I finished that and doubled my business when I finished that. I was like, okay, what else can I do if I go like full on with them? So I went full on with them last fall. And I feel like that was like a 12 week thing. I'm trying to remember pretty sure it was a 12 week course, but it was more hands-on. You had live calls with them and that was so helpful. So, you know, your business is always going to change, right? Cause you're going to grow. That's the goal, right? You're going to grow. Right. You're going to have team members. So, you know, I've completed that mentorship and I told them I would come back to them like later in the fall, but with doing a lot of these health tests and doing Sam Miller's course, I was like, you know what? I need to just like kind of play safer right now. <laughs> and then I'll go and do another mentorship or take, you know, they, they have a legacy course too. That's more of like, if you've went through all these things, now you're an alumni in a sense, and you can yeah. still get right. access to us and help. But that number one, and I can't honestly, I feel like the book off the top of my head, sorry, there's sirens going off around here. Um, but one of the books off the top of my head, I feel like is do the work. It's a very short, easy read. Yeah. That, that was really nice for me. And honestly, a couple of things like as an entrepreneur, like the productivity planner, like when you plan your day, um, have like five things that you need to get done because we can easily say like, there's 15 things I need to do. Right. But right. You don't have actually, a, well, and you don't have a boss telling you to right. do it or no, don't do it. Right. So do we actually need to do all those 15 things? Like, no. So right. I would recommend like the productivity planner. You can get this off of Amazon. I forget how much it is, but I worked through this a lot. And then I, you know, being in that mentorship, they introduced me to Asana. It is, you know, a, a business app or yep. kind of a managing app. Yeah. And that is like what, that's like basically my productivity planner on my like computer. So that's all my task on there. I can delegate it to other people and I can see like each day I open up like, all right, this is what I got to do. And guess what? If I don't get to it, I can easily move it to the next day. Right. Like I don't have to like freak out. And that's what I love. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cool programs like that out there. Right. So. Well, I appreciate you being on. You have an incredible story. You're an incredible coach. Um, are you accepting new clients? And if so, how can our listeners get in touch with you? I am not myself, but our coach Kenzie, she actually just passed her registered dietitian board awesome. two days ago. So yeah, we are so excited for her and she does all the things that I do, but obviously nutrition is her like realm. That's her like, Hey, she's if an you're RD or yes, she's an RD. Mm-hmm. Awesome. She, she cool. is one. She passed. She's there. Awesome. So, Congrats, Kenzie. Yeah. So she is taking clients and like I said, like I feel like most people, their biggest thing is nutrition, whether they want to admit it or not, but most women are under eating. And I can speak on that because of how many women have came to me and they're on these 1200, 1500 limits. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, how do you feel right? Or do you even feel like, so, um, Uh if you're in that boat and maybe you're afraid to eat more because anytime you have, you've gained weight, like there's a reason for that. Your body probably needed to gain that weight. It's not that you're gaining fat because you're unhealthy. Like you're unhealthy, which is why you gained weight when you ate a little bit yeah. more. So that's, that's definitely like it. our realm. Perfect. I love that. I love your message. I love what you stand for. Um, and I love you bringing the truth, you know, about going from, you know, this, this top performer to then feeling defeated, um, you know, certainly a refining moment for you. And it looks like it helped you become who you are now. So I'm glad we were able to share your message out there today. 
Yeah. And honestly, it taught me a lot too, to like, this is not any bit comparable to like women when they deal with their first pregnancy, but I felt similar to how some women have explained to me what their body felt like when they had their first child, like they lost identity with themselves. They couldn't do the things that they normally did. They didn't look the way they always have. So I felt that without being pregnant, but I'm going to just like say not any bit, like I did not experience what they have to completely, but I had the hormonal stuff going on. My body did not look like how I always have had it. So I think there's always this, I think there's always this comparison that somebody has it harder because dot, dot, dot. And that's not the Mm -hmm. case. That was hard for you in that moment in your life. And that's okay for you to express that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're going through a phase like that, like it's, it's hard. Right. And I'm not even close to being done yet. I've only been working through this for a year and a half. Right. But I've been in a deficit probably four years. So for me to expect to see a change like that, that's silly. That's stupid. So I'm looking at probably another year and a half before my body finally feels okay to be where it used to be. And that's kind of like, it's hard, like to see that far ahead of time, like, Oh God, I got to go through it this long. Yeah. But But it's bigger one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't look at that whole ladder at once. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. If you liked this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you'd share this podcast, your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable. Thank you.